We know that voting rights are under assault across the country. What many of us here in Washington are wondering what we can do to get involved. Well, this Saturday, the organization March On is putting on a series of marches across the country with a flagship event in Washington, D.C. And here in Washington State, we are having a satellite event online in conjunction with the Washington League of Women Voters, the Washington Indivisible Network, this podcast, and Fix Democracy First. And here to tell us more about the event are Cindy Black and Cameron Lobby-Jones. Cindy is the executive director of the voting advocacy group Fix Democracy First and was also the campaign director for WA Amend's successful 2016 ballot initiative to make Washington the 18th state to call for a U.S. constitutional amendment to end court decisions like Citizens United. Cameron Lobby-Jones is the lead singer and creative force behind the Seattle alt-rock band King Youngblood, and he is one of the musical guests for the virtual march. Hello to you both. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, Cindy, I want to start with you. As I said in the intro, we know that voting rights are very much under assault right now. This is something that you've been looking at for almost a decade. How are you? How are you personally assessing the threat right now? I think it's one of the biggest threats going on in democracy right now that we've seen in this country's history. Right now, 48 states have introduced over 400 different bills that would suppress the vote in some form or another, whether it's closing polling locations, creating really strict ID laws, getting rid of mail-in voting, um, and a variety of other things. We're just seeing a huge threat to democracy more than we probably have seen sometime in our country's history. This is really today's civil rights movement. It is so frightening. And, you know, I, I really appreciate you taking things on at the level that you have. And as I mentioned, you've been at this for about a decade. What, what motivated you personally to get involved in this fight? Um, well, I originally got my taste of, of protest work when the Occupy movement happened because of the corporations and the moneyed influence and, and income inequality in the country. And before that, I was selling art supplies, believe it or not. And I decided to focus my attention more on actual things that I thought would make a real difference. And so that's why I've shifted gears and now work on democracy-related issues and trying to get pro-democracy reforms passed locally and nationally. Well, two things. First of all, there's, you know, I personally love art supplies, so that's me. But also, uh, I was involved in the Occupy movement as well uh, in New York City. I had no idea that you were. So we both have roots in that. Um, let's talk about the virtual event. First, just tell us a little bit about March On for people who may not be familiar. Who are they? So March On was a group of people or basically organizations. Right now, it's up to about 200 different organizations and groups across the country that decided to put on a um, physical march in Washington, D.C., and then there's sprouted in many sister marches happening. It's the 58th anniversary of Dr. Luther, Luther, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, March on Washington back in 1963. So this is to commemorate that as well as to call attention to what's happening right now in the country with these voting restrictions and also to call on the passing of two, actually three really important pieces of legislation, the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, the For the People Act, and statehood for Washington, D.C., you know, you you mentioned the in-person event in D.C., and uh, there are a number of other in-person events that are happening. Why did you decide to do a virtual event here for Seattle instead of a live one? 
Um, well, when we decided to talk about um, doing something here in Washington State, we're a statewide organization, so we really have much broader outreach if we can do something virtual. And with COVID and the new variant, we were concerned about having an in-person event, and we thought we'd have a bigger outreach if we did this virtually. I, and I completely agree. I was kind of sort of part of the planning process as we were putting all this together. And one of the things we talked about is that people are zoomed out. I mean, everybody is really kind of over the platform. And I know that you've worked to make this really exciting as well as informative. So what can people expect when they when they log on on Saturday? Well, I think it's going to be a very inspiring event. We already have over 350 people that have RSVP'd so far, and I expect that to go well over 400 before our event on Saturday. But we have a huge lineup of speakers and live music by Cameron and King Youngblood, so we're very excited about that. We have um, people um, that represent the state legislature, including Senator Saldana, Senator Das, and Senator Frock, as well as Representative Mia Gregerson. We also have former Representative Jesse Weinberry. We have the King County Elections Director, um, Julie Wise, Paul Benz from Faith Action Network. And then we also are gonna have some special um, video messages from Reverend Terrence McKinley out of Washington, D.C., as well as Martin Luther, Luther King III is going to be sending us some video messages. So we find it's going to be extremely inspiring. We have a, a, a wonderful MC, Rebecca M. Davis is going to be our MC. And as I mentioned, we're going to have some live music as well by Cameron and his folks. So we're very excited about this um, event. Well, uh, I'm excited about this event as well. And I, I'm just, we've talked about sort of the outcomes that we're hoping for. You personally, what are you hoping this event accomplishes? Well, a big part of um, the event, and I forgot one important person, we also have a two-time WNBA champion join us, Crystal Langhorn. So I didn't want to leave her out of the mix too. So we're very excited to have her. But what we're hoping to get out of the event is to inspire people to get involved on a local and a national level. We're going to have call on call for action for the For the People Act, as well as the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act and DC statehood. So we're gonna be doing a big push for that, telling people how they can get active, whether it's phone banking, writing letters, letters to the editor, calling their senators, encouraging other people to do the same. So really it's a big call to action to get people motivated here in Washington state and beyond to make sure that these bills get passed so we can combat some of the laws that are being introduced and passed around the country right now that limit voting access. Well, it's one of the most worthwhile causes that I can think of right now. Where do people go to register for the event and or donate if they can? You can actually go to marchon.org. Um, and that is, um, I'm sorry, marchonforvotingrights.org. And you'll see a whole list of there. And then also if we can put the link uh, share the link for the registration directly. You can also find us on Facebook. Um, you can look at Fix Democracy First, League of Women Voters of Washington, or Washington Indivisible Network. I'll have that posted on their Facebook page as well. So we encourage people to register. But you can find our event on the map on marchonforvotingrights.org. And all of that is going to be available in the show notes and also at indivisiblepodcast.org. And as you mentioned, we do have incredible musical entertainment, including today's guest, Cameron Lobby-Jones. He is the creative force behind the Seattle-based alt-rock band King Youngblood. Hello, Cameron. How are you, man? 
I'm doing well, guys. How are you guys holding up? We're holding up okay, you know, and it's, it's first of all, I just have to say it's good to see you. And I, I would just say this right off the top. Um, I have emceed a couple of events now that you have played at, and I always feel better when you play. I mean, you're just kind of a force of, That's you're a force love, of nature, man. man. Thank you so much, brother. I really <laughs> appreciate you saying that, man. For real, it, it, it means a lot. Well, I mean it. And, you know, I'll just ask, because I know this has been a really hard time for musicians. Um, how are things going in the music scene right now? Are you back to playing live gigs? Absolutely. Yeah, it's... um. It's a very fascinating thing for musicians right now because, you know, we were the first to have to close and the last to kind of be able to get back into things. But, you know, I've been playing a lot of shows lately since things have opened up a little bit more. It's definitely been um, a constant balance of making sure that everybody on my team is staying safe while still throwing the shows and, you know, going to work, doing our job. But, um, you know, I've been, I've been very, very busy lately. Even just last Friday, I had two shows in one day. One over okay. at uh, Fremont Friday, and then another one opening up for Aaron Jones over at Numo. So it was definitely, it's been an exciting couple of weeks lately. And uh, I'm really grateful that we've been able to have access to, you know, vaccines, testing, all that good stuff to make sure everybody's staying safe. And we haven't had any scares or anything like that in the two years we've been in this pandemic. So I can only hope that we keep doing what we're doing here. Well, I'm glad that you're back. I'm really glad that Numos made it. Uh, I, there was the, the, the it was there scary, man. It was yeah, we, we didn't know if they were going to make it. Yeah, so it's a Seattle music institution. I'm, I'll get a little teary if I talk about it. Um, uh -huh. so you know, just I, I, before you start playing, I just want to let people know, like you're a young guy um, by any standards, even by my old guy standards. But you're you're really young, and you started in music super young. Like you started playing with two of the guys who are now with you in King Youngblood when were you what like 10 is that right yeah you know i started um i started playing music around 10 and you know that was the first song that i ever wrote for King Youngblood was at 10 wow. um and uh you know since then i met Hamoon my bassist in like gosh i it's it's crazy i was playing soccer with him in like Montessori school when we were like really really little and we actually didn't know that we had done that until he was leaving my place for rehearsal one day and he saw this soccer ball that he recognized and had all these little kids signatures and everything on it. And I didn't think anything of it. I just thought it was a relic of my past. And he grabs it and he was like, dude, this is, this is my signature, man. And he's like, you know, just small things like that where it's like, okay, the universe is definitely bringing. Yeah. 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 You got to include that in your eventual biography. Yeah. And the rest no, that's, that's going in the book for sure. It's, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I've just always really felt, um, uh, a, a lot of gravitational pull to the people that I'm, I'm able to, to create with and, and support this message. And especially when you're somebody that really looks at the, the intersections of art and activism, um, you know, you got to follow that energy when it makes sense, because those those are the people that really help you vet things, help you make sure you're putting your best foot forward and as well as being as effective as you can when you're using your art for activism. Since you mentioned that, I will just ask you how you think about the fight for voting rights. Yeah, well, you know, I've I um, I think voting is important. I think it's one of the one of the tools in the toolbox for creating change that with protests so disruption with public comment, with outcry, with accountability, all of those things. Uh, and voting is one of those tools that we absolutely need in order to create the change that we need for underprivileged, but even more so marginalized communities more than anything. Um, for King Youngblood, our first real jump into things was on the voting side. 
for all the gerrymandering and, and the intentional detachment that comes from when you're a part of a marginalized group and being a part of the larger democracy in America. For us, it was a really big jumping off point. We did a tour back in 2018 going around to different high schools and colleges in Washington state called the Make Your Voice Heard Loud and Vote Tour, partnered with the League of Women Voters, NAACP, um, the King County uh, Board of Elections, and uh, we would throw shows on a flatbed truck, run our own sound, and have a voter registration booth right next to, oh, and uh, APACE, I can't forget them, and have a voter registration booth right next to the stage where anybody 18 and up could come and literally get registered to vote at a show. And we were able to get over 3,200 young, young voters registered. Um, That's great. And so it was our, our first kind of insight into recognizing hey, not only can we do this and, and do it in a way that's authentic to us, but we can do this in a way that is authentic to other people as well. After that, we've been focused a lot on mental health, and uh, we're also very active over at CHOP here in Capitol Hill when everything was going on uh, last summer. So for, for us, art and activism go hand in hand. You can't really have one without the other because you have to be able to articulate to people in a way that they understand and in a way that inspires them to join a movement, not just get told to join a movement. It's very different and I'm very lucky that being an artist has given me the tool set to help inspire people to jump on board with doing the right thing. Well, listen, man, we're lucky to have you. Seattle's lucky to have you and I thank you for all the work that you're doing. And uh, before we go, I'm gonna ask you to play a song for us. What are you gonna play? Absolutely. I'm gonna play our most recent single called Too Late Too Soon. Um, I wrote it during the pandemic and I'll also be playing it at the event itself, but with couple of friends so it'll be a little different but uh i wrote it in a time period during the pandemic when it was the first lockdown and everybody had to really sit at home and look at themselves in the mirror and ask you know the difficult questions without the distractions of work or friends or anything like that and ask if they've done enough so for you guys listening i'm excited to see you and uh i hope you get a chance to do that self-accountability for yourselves as well Crumpled up my brain like paper planes that flew to east and burned up all their wings. What if they had flown through winds of change rather than the ash of yesterday? Maybe then they'd learn to fly around. Learn to miss the ground It's just so hard to tell right now So come around again Too late, too soon Gurning of the words you said I know Hopefully I've changed But in the Come around again too late. Come around again too late, too soon. Hopefully, I've changed. See you guys there.
Oh man, that is outstanding. Thank you so much. And before I let you go, uh, where can people learn more about King Youngblood? Yes, at kingyoungbloodmusic.com. It's got a bunch of info on us. You can also message us on the website if you are curious about activism-related things, art-related things. But uh, aside from that, Instagram, Spotify, all the good stuff where all the bands you like are already are. So yeah, just King Youngblood. That's us. All right, friends. I will see you on Saturday. And uh, Cameron Lobby Jones and Cindy Black, thank you both so much. Thank you. We'll see you then. Thanks, everyone. See you then.